Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome everyone to a new episode. I hope you're having a great week so far. Today I would like to talk a little bit about expectations and our kids' interest. This has popped up on a couple homeschool forums that I have been following on Facebook, and it was a really interesting observation that I have seen numerous times. And I think many of us look at homeschooling and obviously we want our children to be successful. That's a given. But we've read the books, we go to conferences, we listen to other people, and their children have these amazing outcomes. They are perhaps really interested in music and they start self-teaching themselves music and take lessons and they become they become a prodigy and they go to Juilliard. They are really good in a certain sport, they practice, they find a great coach, they go on to you know some kind of competitive team or perhaps they are working for the Olympics or perhaps they're just going for a scholarship for college. Or they find some kind of social justice interest that they're super interested in, and they end up starting some kind of program uh, for the homeless or a recycling program or whatever. And they end up doing some program that gets on the news or it becomes part of a city-wide effort, something big. And we see these, these stories, right? And they are fabulous. And I by no means am trying to downplay the success of these kids because they are obviously deserving and hardworking kids. So by no means am I trying to put them down because they are incredible. But not every kid is like that. And some of us go into this and we see these stories and these examples in books or blogs or, or whatever. And we look at our child and we wonder, well, why aren't they doing that? Why aren't they starting this social justice program? Why aren't they talented in in the sport or in music or in dance or whatever it is? And we look at them and they are watching YouTube videos or they are just hanging out with their friends and drawing anime or they are playing video games all the time. And we look at them and we're we get disappointed. And I'm certainly not saying everyone, but a lot of us, we kind of cringe and we kind of think, wow, I wish my kid had an interest. And that's the key right there. That's what I want to talk about. Because so many of us, I see this repeatedly get posted. Why don't my kids have interests? I wish my kid had an interest. They don't do anything all day long. And here's what we have to do to flip that switch. It's not that they don't have interests. It's that they don't have interests that we think are valid. It's that they don't have interests that society or perhaps our culture thinks are worthwhile or successful or worthy of notice. We think Video games, that means nothing. They're doing nothing all day. They're just playing. 
They're watching YouTube videos. They're not doing much of anything. They're, they're just drawing all day, but it's not like good drawing. It's not technical drawing. It's not, you know, the classics, what the masters would draw, whatever. We discount a lot of what our kids do as not being worthwhile or worthy of praise, perhaps. And we get frustrated. And then that rubs off on them and they get frustrated. And I just want to remind people that our childhood or our expectations is clearly not the same as what our children is living now. Things are so different. And when our children are spending a lot of time doing video games or drawing or just hanging out with their friends or whatever it might be, rollerblading, surfing, whatever, that's their interest. That is what they are passionate about. And that is what we need to support. I'm going to give a couple examples. And granted, yes, there are some kids that just do things for fun that they may not do anything with. It may not have a whole lot of perhaps redeeming qualities in your mind. And okay, I will accept the fact that there may be a few things that are really just for fun and maybe they're not learning very much from. But mostly, they are learning. They are learning in ways that we don't even realize or that we don't acknowledge. And they are absolutely learning and they are absolutely picking up skills that are going to be useful now and in the future. I live in Southern California. So I live near the beach and we have a lot of kids that surf. There was a child that loved to surf and he would ride his bike. Um, here we have little holders on our bikes that you can put your surfboard on. Pretty cool. He would get up early. He would ride his bike down to the beach and he would surf. He would surf for hours. He would go early in the morning and it would, that was his passion. He started a YouTube channel on different surfing things, on surfing equipment, on certain techniques. He started talking with other surfers that have been doing this for a long time and he was learning different things. He was talking to them not only about different uh, techniques and how to surf, but also their equipment and how to treat their uh, surfboards and waxing and sizes and all this kind of stuff. He was learning so much, but on the surface, it was, oh, wow, that kid, he just surfs all day. He surfs all morning. I can't believe that he's not doing more schoolwork. He's just, he's wasting his life. He's not surf. He's, you know, not doing anything worthwhile. He's just surfing. But that kid was doing so much with surfing and learning so much. And that kid went on to have this really successful YouTube channel. I'm not into surfing. I'm hearing this from other people because that's, that's the way of this generation's culture. Everything is through social media. And if they can make a living and they can make a following on social media, right now that is golden. So while older people might not think that that's very valid or very worthwhile, it absolutely is in this day and age. 
Now, what, what that kid's going to do later on in the future? Will he go to college? Will he get a different job? I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But what he's doing right now is his passion. He's learning from it. He's picking up problem-solving skills, business skills, uh, all kinds of technical skills with the filming and YouTube channel and all the you know technology kinds of issues with that. He's certainly picking up communication skills, written and verbal, with not only writing out things for social media, but also with the um, obviously the dialogue that he has with other people, conversations with people not only his age, younger adults, much older than him. I mean, these are huge, invaluable skills that people need. And you can't learn those in a classroom. You can't learn good communication skills in a classroom. You learn that best by just doing it. I think I may have shared this example before about the girl that was watching Disney YouTube's YouTube all the time. Just loved watching all kinds of Disney all the time. She immersed herself in Disney. She read books. She watched videos. She just loved Disney. And her mom was like, what is she going to do with this? What, you know, what is she going to do? And, you know, the shortened version is they went to Disney World. They went on a vacation. This was her dream trip. They went on a vacation. She met the concierge, was talking to them about different Disney information. And they were so impressed with her knowledge of Disney that they encouraged her to do their Disney college. And she did that and got a job working for Disney, which is exactly what she wanted to do. So were those all that time that she was spending watching YouTube channels and watching Disney movies and reading about Disney wasted time? No, absolutely not. But from on the surface, from maybe an outsider's perspective, wow, that's all they do is watch YouTube all day? That's, that's not very useful. Again, it's just all about perception and what they are really seeing. I know there's so much discussion about video games and how much time should kids be allowed to play video games. And I'm not going to get into the, there's, I know there's been all kinds of research done recently about pro and con about unrestricted time on video games, whether that's good or bad. I'm not going to get into that discussion, but what I am going to say is that kids are learning so much from video games. Now, I'm not going to talk about the violence part with some of the shoot 'em up games, but just inherently in a lot of the video games, you have to problem solve. You have to work with team members if you're doing a, uh, like a, a live game with other people. You have to work with the team. You have to communicate with them. You are following a plot line in a lot of these uh, games. Some of them may be better than others, but there's certainly a lot of them have a plot line and a storyline that you have to follow. You have to make decisions along the storyline. And when you when you fail, when you fail at a, a task or part of the game, you learn from that. You're learning from it and you are improving on it for the next time. So you ought, there is a lot of learning from video games. And I know that there's a lot of video games out there that are better than others. But if you're just looking generally at spending a lot of time on video games, there is a lot of good that can come from that. So for a parent to go on a Facebook page and say, my kid has no interest. He has no interest at all. All they want to do is play video games. My response is they absolutely have an interest. Their interest is video games. So perhaps talk with your child and see how you can capitalize on that. I'm not saying turning everything into school. 
But how can you capitalize on that? Maybe you can get your kid to write their own storyline for a video game. Maybe you can get them to take a coding class on creating a video game. Maybe you can get them to basically just engage you and tell you about what they're learning in the game. To have them tell you about what uh, the storyline is so that you're having some discussion. You're having, basically they're doing a summarizing for you. So if they can tell you about the storyline and what they're doing in the game. I know my son ended up writing uh, for a writing assignment. He wrote a story based on a video game that he loved and that he played a lot. He basically wrote another version of that video game, like a story of that episode and he wrote that out and I was pretty blown away. I mean, he obviously used the same characters and used the same setting, but he wrote his own situations, his, the, the problem that needed to be solved. And he wrote that. And that was writing skills. That was, he was using all the different language art skills, but he was also using imagination with what he was creating. And he was comparing what they had done in the game that he played to what he was creating on paper with his story. So I just wanted to share that when I hear people think that their kids don't have interests or they don't have perhaps quote good interests, we have to change how we think about that. We have to think along the lines of they have interests, they're just not interests that we are seeing as valid and we need to change that way of thinking. It's really kind of funny because when you think about it, when our kids are little, Think about the passions that they have when they're little. They love dinosaurs, right? They get it all into dinosaurs. And what do we do? We don't think that that's a silly interest. We are all in, right? We're getting them books on, on dinosaurs. We're taking them to museums to look at dinosaur bones. We are taking them to the library to get books. We're watching videos. We're out there at a children's museum with their little you know, paintbrush broom and sweeping off the little bones and their little sandbox things. You know, we're all into it. Trains, the same thing. My son was huge into trains and we're all in. We're getting train books and watching train videos and going to train museums. And we are capitalizing on these interests, right? That we know that they're probably not going to do anything with them in the future, but we don't care if they're really interested in it. So we are totally immersing ourselves. But then suddenly when they get older and the interests are different, they maybe aren't things that we can relate to or maybe things that we don't know anything about, then it's different. Like, why can't we go all in with video games, take them to a museum, find other information about video games, play the game with them? Why can't we jump all in with the you know, the art that they're working on and perhaps go to museum, watch an anime with them, find out more about it. We, it's even almost more important when they're older to engage in these conversations with them to see what you can support them with, with whatever their interest is and what resources that they might need from you. They might just need your validation and your support. And that may be all they need to kind of go in a different direction with it as far as looking at it a little bit differently. If you can give them some resources 
let's say, let's just use the example of making a comic book because my daughter and her friend are working on a comic. I'm not saying anything negative about that because I think it's a great, a great uh, thing to work on. So I offered her some YouTube videos that I had found. I said, hey, do you need any books? They had gotten some high-end Copic markers that they were using. They, I said I would proof it if they wanted. You know, I was trying to give them anything they could. And they have kind of gone all in with working on that. And they've gone through lots of drafts and they've, you know, laughed and thrown some out that turned out bad. But they keep working on it. They're not giving up. And I, I have to hope that maybe me supporting that and validating that interest perhaps gives them a little more encouragement to keep working on that and not quitting. So I hope that gave you a little bit of information that you can work with, or maybe just a little different perspective that you may not have thought about before. If you haven't checked me out on Facebook, you can find me there at Learning Outside the Lines Podcast or on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, where I post books and other homeschool related information. If you have some suggestions for me on topics you'd like me to cover, drop me a note on my Facebook page or at Outside the Lines Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.